Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 and Progzilla Radio proudly present Frog Watch with your friend and host, Big Tony Rousey, a.k.a. Frog's Watch. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
power opener this week was a great Neil Morris-era Spock's Beard track called At the End of the Day from their fifth studio album, V, Roman numeral for five, I assume, which was released in the year 2000. So welcome to another episode of Prog Watch. Big Tony the Prog Squatch here as your friend and humble host. I'm excited to tell you that the aforementioned Mr. Neil Morris is the subject of our program this week as I was lucky enough to score an interview with him a few weeks ago. For that, I must first thank Mr. Jeff McDermott, longtime listener and friend to this show. Jeff contacted me a few weeks back after hearing the Royna Stolt program and suggested that I get Neil Morse or Mike Portnoy on the show. I told him I'd love to talk to either of those guys and jokingly asked if he had a contact close to either one. Well, it turns out that a friend of one of Jeff's friends is Neil Morse's publicist. One thing led to another, and before I knew it, I was talking to the man himself a few weeks back. What do you say we listen to some of that conversation right now? First, what an honor. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. Uh, you are, you know, you're one of my heroes. I've been listening to you for a long time now. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's so great. Uh, yeah, like I said, I really appreciate it, and I don't want to waste your time. Uh, so I guess we'll get rolling. I had some questions for you. I hope you don't mind if we try to get in and see what makes Neil Morse tick a little bit here. Uh, okay. Okay, so your latest album, The Similitude of a Dream, which is great work, by the way, is loosely based on the Pilgrim's Progress, an allegory for the journey of the soul from this world to the next, written by John Bunyan in 1678. Not yes. exactly, not exactly the lightest reading. So uh, what, made <laughs> you do, what made you decide to do a musical adaptation of this particular tale? Um, well, you know, I felt the inspiration. Um one morning, I, w I was, I didn't really have anything going on. It was must have been a year ago, December, and I guess that would be December of fifteen, what? maybe. Yeah, December of fifteen. Yeah, wow. Uh, and I woke up in the morning, and sometimes I just wake up and I just feel like I need to go in and write something, you know. And so I went in and and I to the studio and I started to plunk down some ideas, and it seemed like there was something there, but it. I don't know. I felt like I needed maybe a story or something. It's, you know, the creative process is so strange sometimes. You know, you just have these intuitive feelings and it's very hard to describe. But I, I feel like God was leading me all the way through this thing, you know, and uh, what a wonder. So I, I remembered that somebody had suggested it either on Facebook or in a post or in an email Somewhere, some a fan had suggested that I do a prog concept album based on Pilgrim's Progress. You know, since I started making these, you know, progressive rock concept albums, I get emails and notices and things fairly often about, "Hey, have you thought about doing one on this? Have you thought about doing one on that?" You know. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, people have suggested the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, the Life of the Apostle Paul, the Life of David. You know, all kinds of different things, and. Uh, Anyway, that you know, the Pilgrim's Progress thing just sort of popped in my head, and I didn't. I've never read the book. I hadn't read the book, and I didn't own a copy, and so I uh, just Googled the Spark Notes on my phone, and I started to just you know see what ideas would come, and so I sketched out uh, you know just like some little bits and pieces, like maybe the chorus of City of Destruction, maybe a little bit of uh, We've Got to Go. You know, I just started just. Well, I, I was reading the notes, and I thought, well, what would that sound like? And, 
Yeah, that was how it started. That was sort of the germ kernel ideas. Mm-hmm. And then I sent those to the band. And then in January, we got together with everybody but Mike and started to kind of work on those ideas. I wasn't sure particularly if that's where we wanted to go as a band or maybe it was a project I should I could just do on my own. But the band seemed to gravitate toward it and it just kind of gelled. And uh, of course, you know, obviously we made the mo- the album in March and uh, that was that was kind of the genesis and this, you know, how how it happened for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you mentioned Mike, Mike Portnoy, Randy George. They've been collaborating collaborating with you for quite some time now. So uh can you fill us in a little on Eric Gillette and Bill Hubauer, your guitar player and keyboard player? Yeah, well, uh, well, uh, I don't know how many years ago it was now. I am bad with dates. But uh, at one time, I had a European band and an American band. Um, and I decided that I didn't really want to do that. It was interesting, but I didn't feel like it was the best thing I, I thought it'd be better to have one band and just you know do the whole world with this one band and so I had some YouTube auditions and I wanted it to be easier for us to get together and rehearse and and to do things you know I wanted to be a little more mobile and so I, I wanted everyone to be you know in the United States that was one of the prerequisites so I, I put it out on the internet that I wanted to have auditions and so uh a lot of people put together YouTube videos and sent them in, and then I kind of picked the best of those, and and people flew here to Nashville, amazingly. They mm-hmm. flew here to audition for my band, and uh, anyway, Eric and Bill are the ones who, who made it, and uh, for obvious reasons, because they're so ridiculously good. Sure. And I, <laughs> I also needed people that could sing all the high parts, I noticed yeah. there, that that on this last album, and even on the, the Grand Experiment, do you you do let, let the other people sing quite a bit. It's it's got you know very lush vocals, and I guess yeah. everyone in even Mike, I hear Mike more than uh, you know. It seemed like it was a hit, it was a secret that Mike could sing for a while, but then you know it got out there, and now you know I'm hearing him a lot on on this latest album. Yeah, yeah, he sings quite a bit, and yeah, I like Mike's voice. You know he has a lower range, um, but you know he, he sounds really cool. He has a cool quality. I've enjoyed giving him parts over the years, and uh, but uh, yeah, even the older my older material like the stuff from the one album, I needed people that could sing all the upper parts, and uh, so that was part of it. But what happened was as we started to tour, we we did a couple tours with Eric and Bill, and it was just you know, so electrifying and so um, special and spectacular uh, and all every other adjective I could use. Okay. And I, we began to uh, feel and to pray about, you know, maybe making an album uh, writing together, which was a new thing. And, uh, and so, well, that's what happened with the grand experiment. And it really was a grand experiment because I came in for that album with no pre-written material, and we really worked it all out in the room. And uh, so, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah, great album, though, definitely. Yeah, thanks, thanks. I think it, I think the experiment is working out. Yeah, definitely. Let's take a break here and listen to a suite of songs from The Similitude of a Dream. 
the Neil Morris Band album we were discussing in the interview. That album was released last year, and from it I would like to play City of Destruction, We Have Got to Go, and Makes No Sense, a continuous suite of three songs.
Again, that was City of Destruction, We Have Got to Go, and Makes No Sense. From the Neil Morse Band, that suite of songs is on their 2016 release, The Similitude of a Dream. Melotron just isn't enough. Call in the professionals. Progzilla, proving that prog isn't just for dinosaurs. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No now let's hear a little more of my interview with Neil Morse. So, uh, as a person of faith, do you see music as a form of spirituality? And uh, what is the relationship between your faith and your musicianship? Well, you know, I mean, essentially, when I gave my life to the Lord, you know, that includes everything, everything that you are, everything that you have, uh, you know, all, you, you know, and really, it, you know, it includes your relationships and everything, you know. So, uh, yeah, I gave my music to God. And so, yeah, for me, it's a very spiritual thing. And, and it's really great to be able to... Uh, to you know, feel like you know, God's using your music and and your words and and what's in your heart to impact other people all over the world. You know, it's really a mind blowing thing that uh, God would be using you know me and the music that I write to uh, bless and help people. Uh, all over the world it's uh i never would have dreamed of anything so extraordinary but it's it's a dream come true really so uh, you mentioned that you get a lot of messages do you get messages from people who tell you that something you wrote inspired them or uh got them back into their faith or do you get any of that kind of stuff oh yeah all the time well that's yeah. great yeah I, I show them to my wife we'll get you know uh messages all, all the time and one of the things that that i really enjoy about the meet and greets at the shows is people will you know a whole family came up to me in atlanta and the daughter said thank you so much for making the testimony album it changed my father and it changed my family and the wife said yeah we were i was really about to walk away we were about to get separated and your music helped him to come to God. And then that began to work in his heart and, you know, changed him and helped their whole family. And I was, they had, they had tears in their eyes. And so did I, I was just like, wow. wow. Yeah. That would have to be just the ultimate as an artist that to know you touched someone to that level and, and had such an impact on their life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's, the point is, is that, really without getting too much too evangelical is that god is the healer god you know i w i was somebody with a message that could help him but then it, it's him coming to god and then he healed the marriage from there you know what i mean it's, okay 
like, like the music and the message that I do is little little more of a calling or a, you know a, a crying out a uh, you know a speaking out giving a message but the real changing comes from comes from him okay from, yeah so God working through you basically yeah in some sure. way yeah absolutely well it has to be that way or 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 I if, if I thought it was me then I would start glorifying myself which as we know is the kiss of death mm-hmm <laughs> so, uh, so I, I think we could all see your strengthening religious convictions on uh, the Spock's Beard album, the, the fantastic 2002 concept album Snow. So uh, I was always wondered what did the rest of the band think about that at the time, and did it that really have anything to do? You know, your your faith, your strengthening faith, did it have anything to do with you leaving the band? Well, yeah, sure. Uh, I left the band not because I wanted to. But I felt like that was what God was calling for. And that's what I told them when we finally met. You know, I, uh, I think I had my, ex- my kind of experience in prayer where I felt like it was God was telling me that it was time to quit in September. And I felt like what I was supposed to do was to finish the album and then quit the band. <laughs> oh, man, it was a hard time. It was a very, very difficult time. That was really my uh, my Gethsemane experience, you know. My uh, it was very much of a trial uh, for me and for the guys too. I mean, it was it was a hard time. But what happened was, you know, I had that nine month period to grieve and go through what I needed to go through, and then when I told the band that I was leaving, then they started their grieving process and their. Uh, everything that they had to go through mm-hmm. about. So, yeah, it was a process for all of us. Everything's good now, though, I guess. Yeah, everything's good now. Yeah. Absolutely. And they, they did well. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of question what would happen to the band without you. But, uh, yeah, they've done well also. Oh, yeah. Well, there were so many things that I was praying about during that time. It's like, oh, my God, what's going to happen to the band? What's going to happen to me and my wife? This is how I make my living we now have a house payment, uh, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Questions. Such, yeah, it was such a, it was a real challenge of faith. And I just kept feeling like God was reaching out saying, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of you. Don't worry about it. You know, take a step. But I, he wouldn't let me know anything beyond the next step. You know, it's, a, it's like this walking faith, you know, so you got to take, take that step and then he'll give you instruction for the next step. And I wanted to have the whole future mapped out. You know, I wanted to know what was going to happen sure. <laughs> five, five years from then. And, and I, I didn't get any of that. I had to just step out in faith. And, uh, of course, the Lord's met us in wonderful ways every step of the way, including the Similitude album. The leap of faith, as they say. Yes, indeed. So um, do you feel like there's maybe a bit of a turning away from traditional judeo-christian values in america and in europe and uh because you've been so forthcoming about your beliefs have you ever been made to feel uncomfortable by those who don't share the same beliefs oh you mean like find myself in situations where i feel like i shouldn't be there (laughs) maybe is is that a yes i guess (laughs) sure um I think it's sort of like that. I think when you're not on the same page when in regards to 
life and spirituality and all of that, you know, you don't really have to, you don't generally have to, I don't feel, worry about it too much. You put the Lord first and, um, you know, when you find yourself in a place maybe where you feel a little convicted about what's happening, you know, you just kind of separate yourself. That's what I do. I separate myself quietly. You know, I'll just go somewhere else. <laughs> or, or uh, And I think it's the same way for other people. If they are, if the conversation turns too pointed towards the Lord in a given situation, people that are not interested will just kind of quietly separate themselves. And generally, you know, it all works out and God draws the people whose hearts are ready and the people whose hearts are not ready, they kind of go their way and, and, um, you know, God just works it all out in his time. I want to save some of that interview for another program since there is so much great Neil Morse music out there from Spock's beard to solo albums to the Neil Morse band to flying colors and transatlantic. But right now let's hear some music from transatlantic. That Prague supergroup featuring Neil, Royna Stolt, Mike Portnoy, and Pete Trawavas. This is Into the Blue from their latest album, Kaleidoscope, released in 2014.
dream of days has passed you by Fast as lightning flashing in the sky From the depths you search within the soul While the shadows lead you down below
the stones that we might make it through. You know it's true. There's a breeze that's blowing. It will soon be here. There's a life that's growing from each desperate tear. Just respond to what you feel and be a part. Till it's written in your heart.
Again, that was Transatlantic with Into the Blue from their most recent album, Kaleidoscope. When I talked to Roy Stolt earlier this year, he seemed to think the chances of there being any more Transatlantic music were a little remote, but Neil thinks it might be more likely. Time will tell, I guess. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. This is Luca of the Baroque Project, and you are listening to Prog Watch. Progzilla, bringing you the best progressive music has to offer. Anyway, I will leave you with a great epic from Neil's solo album, Sola Scriptura, in 2007. This is the conclusion. But before we conclude, I will remind you to prog on, brothers and sisters. I'll catch you next week.
just one willing soul who will stand up for the truth and give him starring role. So come into the fullness and open up the door. Maybe it is you he's looking for. Maybe it is you he's looking for. No two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck, a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at Care.com. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at Care.com.